before we get going, here's the bit where I remind you that nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets. You are about to listen to a very special preview edition of the Grant Williams podcast featuring my guest and my good friend, Felix Zulaf of Zulaf Consulting. Felix sits down for a conversation like this with me once every year about this time and the previous ones we've had have been absolutely eye-opening, both in terms of um, getting insight into his thought process and when looking upon them uh, with the benefit of hindsight, the accuracy of Felix's bi-directional roadmaps. And this is, I suspect a conversation which will be no exception. Every episode of the Grant Williams podcast, including The End Game, The Super Terrific Happy Hour, The Narrative Game, This Week in Doom, Shifts Happen, and Chaos Theory are available to copper and silver tier subscribers at my website, grant-williams.com. Copper tier subscribers get access to all the podcasts, while members of the silver tier get both the podcasts and my monthly newsletter, Things That Make You Go Home. So if you enjoy what you hear on the show and you want more high quality content like it, then please do make your way over to grant-williams.com and join our exciting community today. And with that, on with the show. Felix, welcome back to the podcast. It's, it's been a year. I'm so happy to see you again. Thanks for doing this. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me again, Grant. Well, the invitation is is an open one. You know that. You, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> um, you know, since you and I last spoke, which was a year ago now, I cannot tell you how many emails I've had from people saying, we need Felix back on the podcast. We want to know what Felix thinks about the world. And, and we began last time, I asked you a very simple question about your roadmap going forward. And you gave such a, a fantastically comprehensive answer. And I know people have played that over and over and over again and listened to it and taken notes on it. So I think uh, as a jumping off point this time, I think we'll do exactly the same thing. And, I, and I'll just give you the floor to lay out how you see the world right now, the way you look at what potentially could happen from here and the areas you're focusing on where we might see some some action. So take as much time as you want. And then I guarantee you I'll have a whole list of dumb questions to ask you about them afterwards. Okay, well, you know, the basic roadmap that I laid out a year ago is still valid. It has changed a little bit in terms of timing, but the roadmap in general is still valid. I uh, I believe we are in for geopolitical uh, upheavals, and I have been writing about uh, coming conflicts and wars uh, for five years now, and uh, it started in 22. Uh, there was another problem in Israel and Gaza, and uh, it's not the last one. It will continue. Uh, and uh, and I think it will eventually escalate and the risk for a broader conflict, uh, pulling in uh, the US uh, and Russia, etc., cetera, uh, is rising. I, I think it's rising. We can talk about this uh, uh, sometimes later. Economically, you know, the world economy is sort of exhausted. It is not breaking down, but the world economic growth is at about 1.5% in real terms. Historically, that has been called a recession, historically. And you see it in global trade. Global trade year over year is in negative territory, and clearly so. Uh, So the world economy is not doing well. And there are uh, different parts of the world economy. China is not doing that well. 
we know the problem. We talked about it. Uh, it's a structural problem that will accompany us for many, many years. Uh, I think the Chinese understand it. They are on it and they will solve it over time. But you cannot expect China to go into a major stimulation program like the Americans or even the Europeans do from time to time at this time. They don't do that. First of all, there are important elections coming up in Taiwan in mid-January, and they do not want uh, wanted to create a booming uh, Chinese economy to benefit Taiwan and benefit the wrong parties. And uh, so, so that's that's China. Uh, I think China is muddling through, but not more than that. It will not be a factor to help global growth. It will be a factor to restrain global growth in the years to come. Europe is uh, stagnant or recession-like, the European situation, and I do not see much change there. You know, countries like Germany are running into major financial difficulties, and uh, and it could even be that they have to tighten fiscal policy next year, as is probably due in the U.S., you know, uh, so I do not expect uh, uh, Europe to contribute. On a rate of change basis, some of the economic numbers look like they are improving from a very low level in negative territory. But that is just due to mathematics and the base effect. The level of economic activity remains subdued and uh, it's stagnant-like uh, and the risk of uh, falling into a deeper recession next year in high. And then comes the U.S. And the U.S. is uh, the one economy that has surprised everyone. It has done much better than expected. And some of the numbers we have seen uh, have been uh, very robust. And this is surprising in view of uh, the rising interest rates and what we thought was a tightening going on in monetary terms, etc. I'm not very clear how exactly it will work out. I could easily see that the first part of the year puts a price on the upside in terms of uh, economic numbers. But I think if that happens, the bond market will tighten. The Fed will not hike uh, further probably, but the bond market will tighten further and then we have a problem and then the economy will weaken. So I think uh, in, in 24, the recession risk for the U.S. is uh, is quite high. When you look at the markets and the positioning, uh, it's very interesting that, and I always do that, I always look at what are the most extreme consensus expectations, because that tells you how the market is positioned. And uh, at present time, soft landing, I think uh, almost 80% of the global fund managers uh, are for soft landing. And hard landing is very down on the list. And so something else will happen. When you have an extreme consensus like this, either the economy will surprise on the upside or on the downside. I think we will see both, first on the upside and then on the downside. And the other extreme expectations linked to uh, and related to uh, the soft landing thesis is that bond yields will decline. It's very rare that you see global fund managers saying that 54% were saying that bonds will be the best asset class and not stocks. 
And uh, I think it was only 25% going for equities. So this is very rare. And when you see consensus like that, you see how extreme they are positioned. A recent survey uh, by the uh, Treasury desk uh, at JP Morgan showed the percentage of how many of their clients are long. And it was uh, the most extreme ever in, in history. So it tells you that everybody is long bonds and expecting bond yields to decline further. They may do so eventually, but they may do so by using a detour. And my hunch is that we zigzag down now, we bounced off 420, that is an important support. I think we will break through uh, 420 early next year, probably through 370 or something like that, and then bounce back and we could see higher highs. That would be shocking uh, to the markets and it would shock not only bond managers and bond investors, if we go, let's say, to 550 or 570, it would shock the stock market. And I think the stock market is in uh, the third leg from the lows in fall of 22. You know, we had that decline in 22, uh, which we expected. And then I said we bounce back to 4,100, 4,200 in the S&P. And then we go down again. Then we didn't go down. And from April to July, the S&P went from 4,200 to 4,600, which I had trouble with, uh, quite honestly. And then at 4,600, I said, we go down again. And uh, in late October, I said, we have to change. We will see another up leg. And I think the up leg uh, lasts into uh, Q1 of next year. We do not know whether it will be a powerful up leg or whether it will be a more hesitant up leg. I think it will be a very volatile up leg. And the first part of the up leg is behind us and we are now correcting. I think we are now in for a sharp sell-off down to 4,300 or something like that. So as a trader, I'm short term. My hunch is that this decline could last uh, one to two weeks only, big shakeout because the consensus was so extreme. And then we go higher because over the year end, I expect the central banks to be relatively generous to provide enough liquidity. And then the question will come out sometimes in Q1 when the rally gets tired and ends, whether the central bank are ready to tighten or not. And if they don't, And I think inflation, the decline in inflation is more or less, I mean, it could go down a little bit more for another two months or so. And then I think in the first half of 24, inflation will hit bottom and then it will begin to rise. And the bond market will probably see that and react. And then we also have a situation where in the market, we have a concentration like never before. When you look at markets that have a high concentration in a few stocks, those are risky markets. We had the last time we had such a concentration was in uh, 2000, TMT, but those were probably 50 stocks. And going further back, it was in 73 when we had the nifty 50s. And now it's uh, seven stocks. And, and 
I have seen surveys that said that um, the largest hedge funds have 70% of their assets under management in 10 stocks. So that tells you it's a big concentration. The full conversation is available to subscribers to the copper and silver tiers of my website, grant-williams.com. Nothing we discussed should be considered as investment advice. This conversation is for informational and hopefully entertainment purposes only. So while we hope you find it both informative and entertaining, please do your own research or speak to a financial advisor before putting a dime of your money into these crazy markets.